Hello and thank you for joining this week's Fearless STEM Careers. This is the podcast that equips you with tools and advice to be fearless in creating a happy, fulfilling and empowering STEM related career, which means anything linked to science, tech, engineering and maths. I'm Hayley Loren, a STEM career coach, award-winning renewables engineer and presenter as featured on BBC Earth, Smithsonian Channel and New Scientist Live, plus founder of Hayley Loren Coaching, which provides STEM-focused career coaching. Each episode, you'll be joined by me, Hayley, and often a special guest to give you clear, actionable steps and advice on creating a career you truly want, whether that means making a career change, getting a promotion, trying to find fulfillment, or simply feeling clearer in your career direction. This is the place to open your mind, get inspired, and be fearless in your STEM career. your job role isn't the right fit for you it can be draining and impact your personal life and it's no surprise that many people in this situation dream about quitting or changing roles but if you have specific experience in STEM and have been working in a specific area for a number of years are you then stuck in that area for the rest of your career or is it possible to shift This week's Fearless STEM Careers sees my guest Rebecca Devlin and I explore how you can change roles in STEM no matter your experience and how to use opportunities such as internal vacancies to help. Now I'm really excited for this conversation because Rebecca is actually a past coaching client of mine and when we first met she was working as a structural engineer in the submarine industry but she kind of felt that the role wasn't the right fit for her and through our work she identified that she was really passionate about environmental aspects and wanting to have a positive impact on the planet And since then, she's switched careers and gone into sustainability and is working as a carbon analyst. Hello, Rebecca. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's amazing. Literally, I can see you. I know other people can't see you right now, but it is so lovely because you did the coaching program my coaching program a couple of Mm -hmm. years ago I think it was two years ago now and we've had various catch-ups along the way but I always love kind of touching base and this time it's because something so exciting has happened for you (laughs) (laughs) I like that finally yeah because you've had kind of a big career shift or job shift um Mm -hmm. so let's just kind of dive right in um, with deep questions what was it why did you want to shift so you were doing structural engineering working in like submarines at BAE yeah. right and then you've shifted over as a carbon analyst in mm-hmm. sustainability which some people would think whoa what that's crazy so why why did you want to shift um yeah I think a big part of it was uh, I think I discussed this with you when we did the coaching program is that I really wanted you know that sense of like what I'm doing is doing something good and I'm doing something that will matter and I think in my old role although it was interesting and um you know it was really good to work on the projects that I worked on it just didn't really fit right with me I didn't really feel like it was like clicking um mm-hmm. 
And so I really wanted to find something that felt like I was doing something that mattered um, and that would make an impact to people. Uh, and I think I hadn't even considered it really um, and up until when we did the coaching program. Yeah, it was like right at the start of um, COVID. So like two years ago now. Um, <laughs> and we did um, some of the initial work and the things that came out that would be sort of good fits were sort of uh, either moving into a different area of engineering or environmental work. And I don't think I'd ever even thought about it up until that point. But the more that I started looking into it, I thought, yeah, this really sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And and because at the time, I do remember you talk more about kind of how you were feeling in your job. I know you don't need to go into loads of detail about it, but what, what was it about what you were doing where you kind of felt that disconnect? Why, why was that? Yeah, I think... Um, so the place that I worked, sort of everyone in the town works there. It's, you know, you know everybody. And um, everyone who's from the town has a really like strong sense of identity working at that place. But I came in as an apprentice after dropping out of university. And I think I just sort of fell into engineering. Like I was looking at it as an option. Um, but it was, you know, one of several options at the time. And um, the more I got involved in it, I think a big part of it was, um, you know, the, the aspect of working in defence. Um, I didn't I don't know if that really sat right with me. And. Um, yeah, I think the actual job itself wasn't what I thought it would be. Um, and so. Yeah, it just took a lot out of me to sort of go into work and try and figure out every day, you know, what am I doing? Why? is what I'm doing right now useful for anybody. Um, and I think over time, I, I, I sort of got into the frame of mind that I could potentially be um, making more of a negative impact on the world than a good one. And I know that's probably a debate a lot of people have in defence, but I think um, I just reached a point where I thought, yeah, I don't think this is um, quite right. Yeah. It's a big, it's a really big thing that actually how you end up, I think when you come out of university or, you know, you get that first initial job, just having a job in the first instance is a really good thing. But it is honestly so often that you kind of wake up and I know this happened to me and you're kind of like, oh yeah, why, why am I doing this? And it's about the connection that you have with the work that you're doing. And often mm. we think of work and and jobs as yes we need to have an income it's a standard thing that you do but they don't teach you at uni or anywhere else that you also need to believe in what you're doing because yeah. if you don't it can really suck your soul <laughs> yeah and it can be a huge drain as you said um and it can just wear you down but often then you can kind of go into that spiral in your mind of oh well I'm lucky because I have a job so why who am I to complain and all of that um but you know, we won't go down that rabbit hole right now. But. <laughs> <laughs> so your the the shift that you that you did, did you have any fears or doubts around even being able to make that change possible? Yeah, definitely. I think a big part of it was that um, obviously I'd studied engineering. I was working as an engineer. And I thought, well, this is it. I'm stuck. I'm 24 and I'll never be able to shift anywhere else. This is me forever. And um, 
And then, you know, we, 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 we laugh about that and it's good to laugh about it, but that was a genuine thing for you. Oh yeah, completely. And I think as well, um, I felt it sort of magnified because the area of work that I was in um, was so niche. So I even got an interview for a structural engineer and they said my skills were completely wrong because um, working on like maritime projects is very different to working in construction. And mm. uh, yeah, that's, so that was some feedback that I got. And I thought, oh my God, this is literally me stuck in submarines forever and ever. And it did take um, a lot of time to sort of get myself to a point where I realized there is sort of a way out of this. Um, it just, it just like, like I say, it just, just, just takes time yeah. to get there. So it was feeling like, yeah, you had a niche skill set. Mm. And then not only that, but then you went to an interview and that kind of reinforced that whole fear and belief in you, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's such a common thing that, especially I think in STEM, in science and engineering and stuff, you can spend so long kind of training and getting experience in a particular area that people just want to pigeonhole you into it. Mm-hmm. Um but often you actually have so many transferable skills and different skill sets that can apply to different jobs. I think it just takes certain people and companies to see the potential in you um, and want to invest in you as an individual rather than, um, you know, just what what you can do on paper. Um, mm-hmm. So out of interest then, talk us through how you made this change possible because I know that there'll be people listening thinking okay yeah I I want to shift I want to do something similar can you kind of talk us through kind of step by step yeah so I think um the starting point working in the the careers program that you did um around that time that really sort of helped me get all my sort of ducks in a row um and figure (laughs) out what I could do because I think at that point I just thought I was, I was getting to a point where I thought I need to sort of just get out of this job and I will literally go and do anything without a plan. And I think, uh, if I hadn't have gone through that careers coaching, I probably would have done. Um, so it was good to figure out my options and, um, you know, plot a route that would result in me being in a job that I really liked. Mm. Um, and I was in sort of a, well, a fortunate and unfortunate position of still studying. So because I'd started as an apprentice um, in the company, I was still finishing my degree off. Um, And so I used that as an opportunity to sort of um, develop some skills in the environmental space. And I've um, based my dissertation on carbon analytics of buildings. Um, And so when I uh, started applying for jobs, I had something to talk about. It wasn't just submarines. I had, I could, you know, say, I've got this interest and this is how I've developed it. Um, and it did take quite a while. So um, I think I was sort of doing this work over about a year and a half, two years. Mm. Um, and then when I eventually did get this interview, it was all sort of, it felt um, like everything had just fallen into place. Because I think as as time had gone on, I'd sort of started saying to myself, okay, well, you're going to have to start looking for jobs at a lower um, entry level, you know, at a lower mm-hmm. skill set than you have. You're going to have to take a pay cut. You might have to get some volunteer work on top of your full-time job and your degree. Um, 
And then this job came up on an internal vacancy board within um, my own company. Mm. And when I applied, it just felt really natural. And I think some of the feedback that I got was that they said, um, you know, you might not have worked in analytics before, but we can tell that you're really interested and really motivated and passionate. And that's like the reason we chose you. Um, Yeah, so it did take a long time. And I think some of the stuff that I worked on with you helped over that time. I remember listening to a podcast of yours and you said in it something like, um, you just have to find a why. It can be anything. You just need to find a reason to keep showing up at work, even if it's literally like, I need to pay my rent. And so I would, I would, I remember one day walking to work and just thinking, you just need to pay the bills and buy food. And then that's it. You just something to get you through the day. Um, but yeah, it just took time. And now oh, we're here. <laughs> this, I mean, I feel a little bit emotional like Aww. hearing that because like knowing knowing your journey so so much and knowing you so much to kind of yeah to be sitting here with you now is just incredible um and it's true that when you're having to survive when you know that you want to do something else and you have to go through the motions um it, yeah it's just rooting yourself and, and reminding yourself that it's temporary but it was you you didn't give up Mm-hmm. And you persisted with it. So did you apply in that kind of two year period Were you applying for different sustainability roles? Yeah. Um, so I was applying throughout that time. And one of the big blockers was the fact that I was still studying. So I didn't have a degree. Um, and they said, you know, your experience is great, but it's just sort of a tick box that a lot of places want ticked off. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why I was lucky to find that internal job, because the company was sponsoring my degree, so it didn't mean anything to them that I hadn't finished it. Um, yeah. So was that one of your major setbacks then, not having a degree, or, or did you have any other setbacks or obstacles? I think, yeah, the main one was the fact that um, I was still studying and hadn't got uh, a degree yet. But I think um, that and the fact that Um, I had been working in such a niche field as well Um, because I was applying for positions and on paper it looked like I had all of the skills and then I think I got through to a couple of interviews and at the end of the interview they said you seem really knowledgeable and you know very enthusiastic but it would just take too long to train you up basically because the gap was um, you know so wide at that point but I think Mm. It just took the, I think it just, I have this sort of like ethos of everything happens for a reason. And I'm so like, I'm excited to start work. I've never, I've not felt that since I was like 18 and started uni, which is like such a nice feeling to have. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I remember the very first kind of, you know, the questionnaire that I send out right at the beginning no, for, for you listening. As soon as you basically join, you do like a really quick five minute questionnaire where it's like a brain dump. I don't know if you remember doing that one. Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. But within that, there's a question about how you feel about going to work. And I remember you saying that, oh, I just dread going into work. I feel like kind of, I don't know not lethargic but there exactly that yeah exactly that yeah so to hear you say that you're kind of excited so you're you're actually in the role now 
Yes, very new. Um, I've been in the role for about a month now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how how do you feel now, other than excited, of course, compared to kind of before? It's so strange. I think I uh, I was talking to my partner about this the other day, and I said I feel like I'm working longer, but I'm getting more done out of work. Like I, I don't finish work and feel like I need to just lie down for two hours and I'm not watching the clock all day and just wishing time would go quicker so I could leave. Um, mm. And then when I get home or finish work, I'm not, I'm, I still, you know, have energy left in me. <laughs> I, was, I was like, look, at I'm doing all the cleaning. I have energy to like go out on walks. Like our house <laughs> has never been tidier and it's just because like, <laughs> I like my work now. <laughs> that is I'm like fist pumping right now because yes this is this is the thing that we don't even realize when you are in a job that you don't like it, the amount of weight that it kind of like holds over you and it drags mm-hmm. you down and it can feel make you feel knackered and tired and like you just don't want to do anything afterwards so yeah so, and, and you said something interesting there, you're getting more out of it. So it's almost like it's giving back to you mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, because I can see sort of the benefit that the work that I'm doing will have um, from like the bigger picture down to the details, um, mm-hmm. which is just so far removed from how I felt before. I love this. And all it took was kind of that one little it was like one door that came ajar for you and I really do believe this and it's what you said about when you went to the interview it felt like everything was just falling into place and it it sounds like it was very like a very natural thing because Mm -hmm. when you when you're on the right path things flow for you things aren't difficult and often when you're in a job or in a path that is is not right it kind of it can feel like you're swimming upstream all the time and it feels like you're kind of like I don't know forcing and pushing but actually when you're when you listen to yourself and you follow your instincts and you have that courage to do that you can end up even though it take you know the realistic thing is it took you a couple of years to get there but it sounds like the that that heavy weight and has gone (laughs) yeah that's such a good way of of explaining it about how just sort of like it flows better because it people people can say you know it's just a job I think especially talking to other like different generations about it um I don't think you know so, some people just see it as a job but when you're spending like 40 hours of your week doing something that just you just don't see the point in doing it just drains you completely um yeah. and then that obviously affects every other part of your life as well Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a a job, there are many different, I'm actually going to be posting an Instagram post today about this. Um, So I guess this will be coming out later. So it's a past (laughs) Instagram post, but, you know, I always think of life having um, different pillars. So you've got like health and you've got relationships and um, you've got security. So having an income and obviously your job will tick off one of those things. It ticks off security um but also it can tick off the others it can tick off relationships if you like the people it can tick off enjoyment and meaning and purpose and if you only focus on one area of your life that's when things start to feel small and it kind of can uh, I don't know 
a job isn't just a job anymore. I think we're a new generation <laughs> where we want to enjoy what we do as well. And and yes, it's a privileged thing to be able to do that because obviously there's lots of people in this world who don't have that ability or or opportunity to. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we all recognise that and know that. Um, although, you know, I still say to everybody that your feelings are valid and, you know, you still have to go into work every day. So why not enjoy it? Yeah. You know, rather than suffering mm-hmm. <laughs> for the sake of it. Um, yes. So this, you've been on an incredible journey. So imagine yourself kind of two, three years ago. What what would you say to past you from three years ago? I think probably just that there, there is always a way to do something if you do want to do it. It might seem, because me three years ago, I thought three years is way too long to wait I need it to be fixed now I can't bear another week but realistically that's just not how uh life goes so just that if everything will turn out the way that you want it to if you keep working towards it it just it just takes time it might take longer than you expect or want it to but you can you can get there eventually Mm. that's really really good <laughs> because <laughs> I'm not I'm not meaning I'm not surprised that you came out with something good it's more it's that's very poignant and deep actually and it's true it's having the patience within yourself and also trusting yourself that you can make it happen mm-hmm. um but you're right that things take time and often the right things need to align in the right place for the opportunity to present itself. And you also have to be open to the opportunity because often when you're in a negative headspace as well, you can end up blocking yourself off from Mm -hmm. things too. Um, So I love that. And if, if there's somebody listening right now, who's kind of unhappy in what they're doing or they want to do something different, what advice would you give them? I think I'd probably say just don't make any rash decisions um, because that probably could come to hurt you later down the line um, and figure out what you will find purposeful and enjoyable and what will, you know, make you feel like you have a fulfilling job and just try as best you can to work towards that. And like I said before, find a way to bridge the gap because I think if I hadn't been actively trying to, think of ways to um you know keep me going to work I, I probably would have hit a point where I probably would have just left um but just that in the long term even though it's a difficult period of time to work through it's worth it in the end once you get there mm. that's some brilliant advice I, I, I wish me 10 years, 10 years, am I that old? 10 years ago, (laughs) eight years ago, heard that (laughs) in my earbuds. Yeah, that's so true. So let's kind of wrap up on a final fearless thought. I think from this discussion for me, it's definitely that um, you have to have the courage in yourself and trust yourself um, to be patient, (laughs) to, to, to not want to give up because often 
and you know I felt this too for for many years it's so easy to just wish that you could run away from your own situation right now but Mm. you know I'm sitting here Rebecca's sitting here who have both been in that situation of feeling unhappy or even feeling like knowing like that the path that you're on isn't quite right but then being able to you know, know that you can make that change and having that confidence in yourself to do that. And and I think just starting with that little seed of belief can be so incredibly powerful <laughs> and trusting that little voice in your head um, and don't show it away, you know, trust it. Um, but yeah, it's been so amazing having you on, Rebecca. Um, if anybody had any kind of questions for you, what do, do you mind sharing your social media or anything if so somebody can get in contact? Uh, the best place is probably uh, on my LinkedIn. So I'm just uh, Rebecca Devlin on LinkedIn. Okay, so Carbon they can analyst. pop you. <laughs> Carbon analyst. I like <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing I feel like you should do that everywhere Rebecca Devlin carbon analyst my new introduction <laughs> to myself <laughs> awesome yes thank you so much again Rebecca and thank you for listening We're almost at the end of the episode. Now, if you're feeling unhappy or uncertain in your current STEM job and unsure whether you should actually stay or leave, I have got a free downloadable quiz for you called Should You Quit Your STEM Job? When you're unhappy in your job, it can feel frustrating and confusing. So this simple quiz based off my decade of experience will help you to create clarity and identify some steps forward. Because let's be honest, you deserve to create a career with purpose where you feel you belong and can make the impact you've always dreamed of. To get the quiz, just head to my website, hayleyloren.com forward slash coaching, and there'll also be a link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to Fearless STEM Careers. Please do rate us everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, because it would be so appreciated and it genuinely makes a difference. Also, subscribe so you don't actually miss out on any episodes. And I do sometimes post bonus episodes which I would not want you to miss out on if you have any questions at all feel free to reach out on Instagram my handle is at the Hayley Loren and you can also find me on LinkedIn just search Hayley Loren thanks again join me in another two weeks for the next episode and in the meantime be fearless in your STEM career